and welcome to a new episode of A Fire Inside Out, our podcast where we're breaking down each and every recording AFI has ever done. Uh, I'm your host. I am Ben Hansen, and I'm joined by Jeff Cork. Hello. When you when you spell it out like that, it sounds very intimidating. Doesn't it? Each and every recording. But it's not so bad. We've been hitting like main albums up to this mm-hmm. point. Now it's going to get a little bit scattered. It's going to get all EPE. It's going to get a little bit EPE. So there might be some shorter episodes in the future. Or do we compile them? No, I think we keep them separate. I want to go chronologically. Really? Okay. So yeah. we have not missed any EPs, right? Well, there have been some really <laughs> crappy EPs early on where we played like Mini Trucks Suck and some of like the highlights from them. Okay. But a lot of those early EPs are just recordings that were on Answer That and Stay Fashionable and a little bit from Very Proud of You. Okay. So it's not like we missed too much. Okay. Uh, but going into the future, some of the best stuff is in EPs, mm-hmm. so we can't dodge it. I can't wait to go to the future. Oh my God, it's going to be great. I hope so. Uh, this episode is a beefy one, though. Hope you're oh, prepared to talk. I am prepared to talk. All right, we have Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes from mm-hmm. 1997. Is that, and then you'll get a big surprise? Is that how the rest of that That's right, in the goes? fine print uh, underneath the name. Did you see the album cover for this Yeah, one? I wanted to talk about that, first of all. I don't know what it is. It looks like it belongs to a completely different band. Yeah. And they just put AFI on it. Because it's like an old-timey drawing of a magician, right? And like a guy is kind of floating. And there's like a demon lying on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a similar color scheme to like the Very Proud of You album, but it just looks crude. And I'd love to know the story behind it. I have no idea. If anybody knows, please leave it in the comments below. Yeah. But Wikipedia is so far away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So at this point, shut your mouth and open your eyes. Mm -hmm. 1997. Uh, Davey Havoc is 22 years old. Oh, man. Our favorite bassist, Jeff Kresge, Kresge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has left the band. He's out of there. He's completely out. We have a young up-and-coming hot star named Hunter Bergen. Oh, gosh. Stage name? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I, I think he might be a real hunter. Uh, so he's stepping on stage. He is the new bassist. Mm-hmm. And we still have Mark Stoffelis on guitar mm, here. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. What were you doing in 1997? Let me think. I was my, I was making my triumphant return to college after return. taking a couple years off. I told you about that. No, I don't think so. You were journeying around the world? Well, here's what happened. Uh-huh. This is a cautionary tale. Sure. Uh, I went to college immediately after high school, as most people do. Right. And my last sem- or second semester, I just totally botched it because Street Fighter 2 came out in the arcade <laughs> that year. And I just spent most of the semester playing Street Fighter 2. And I got straight D's, and it was pretty terrible. And then a couple of years later, I'm working retail, and I'm like, this this is really terrible. And I met a girl who was going to college. Uh-huh. I was like, I bet if I go to college, she's going to be really impressed. And she was. Wow. And that changed your life forever. Yeah. I mean, if did. you wouldn't have met that girl, would you have gone back to college? I would have continued playing Street Fighter 2, <laughs> I can assure you. Still to this day, uh-huh. takes several hours out of each day to play Street Fighter 2 in the arcades, which is difficult to do these days. It really is quite hard. Who's your character? Uh, back then, it was Chun-Li. Wow. Big Chun-Li I, fan. I wouldn't expect that. Really? I'm an awesome guy myself. Really? He reminds me of me. <laughs> Flame-breathing, <laughs> extended limbs. God, you're handsome. All right. So uh, this album, Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Hey, wait. Yeah. What were you doing? Ooh, let's see. Ten years old. Uh, I was... Are you serious? Yep. I was eagerly anticipating the release of The Lost World, which mm-hmm. came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw it multiple times in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely devoured that movie. You were ten. Yeah. I per- could have beaten you to death with my fists. You could have beaten me a- to death with your looks. I was such a wimpy kid. Wow. Which is why I'm I so grew- glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Because I would have no one to talk to right now. <laughs> would have been a very, let alone edit the podcast for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, God. Wait, but this nice. is edited? It really is edited. Interesting. So after last, the last episode when we did Very Proud of You, mm-hmm. um, we were both a little bit disappointed by Very Proud of You. I think it's fair to say. Little did we know. Little did we know. Oh, wait a minute. I'm curious <laughs> if you're going with that. But I, on the drive home, was like, I just, I got to get a taste for what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. I remember loving Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I blasted the first song, mm-hmm. Keeping Out of Direct Sunlight, and I was immediately in a great mood. All right, really? Let's, yeah, here we go. Keeping Out of Direct Sunlight. Okay. This is how it starts.
immediately it sounds so much different. Oh, hang on. <laughs> it is just a great introduction to this album. Maybe I'm nuts, but it sounds so much different from Very Proud of You too that it just got me so excited for this album. Yeah, the whole album in general, I think, is completely different from Very Proud of You. So they yeah, and I usually like that. Uh oh. But overall, as we'll discuss, this is like a direction I wasn't totally into. It made me look fondly on Very Proud of You. Wow. He's like, I, this is my notes, and I've written this in pen. Yeah, this so I'm is not doing the... this to be a, a, a sure troublesome jerk. Uh huh. But I wrote. Pretty weak start to the album. Just the first song? Yeah, because I don't find that we are the blank yeah. lyric. Anyone who's ever done that, I just find that exceptionally boring. It seems like uh, I wrote, it's a pandering anthem for teenage malcontents. Well. <laughs> Which I guess you could say that about a lot of songs that these guys put out. But this one especially uh-huh. just seems like we're we're going to pump you up, kids. Cork, I have really bad news if you're not into pandering anthems because... <laughs> Welcome to AFI, everybody. I probably should have seen this coming. Yeah, you really should have seen this coming. I think this serves as a great introduction, and this really kicks off the overall arc of the group, kind of channeling the group mentality, the communal chants, getting everybody into it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. with those lyrics of like, all arise to what we bring, recruiting everybody for a despair-ridden adventure Mm -hmm. is the overall tone of this song. And I absolutely loved it. I was so excited about this song. And then how it immediately flows right into three seasons, just oh, that's a right great off. transition. Yeah. I love it. I love yep. it. But this like minute introduction song, I think it's a really cool way to start an album. I like the fact that it's a minute. Well, <laughs> that's my favorite part of it. This must song. was it a relief? Like I, I actually I listened to this album, then I went back and listened to Very Proud of You again, mm-hmm. and I was just shocked by how much deeper Davy's voice is this time around. Oh yeah, and he does a lot more actual singing. Yeah. Also, as we'll discuss, also right, right, right. Um, yeah, which is good. His voice is deeper, like you said. He seems like he's capable of more yelling. He became a man. Yeah. All right. So next song that it dives right into is called Three Reasons. This one is one of two, and I'll point out the other one later. God, yeah. Everything's going to happen later. I know. But totally, in my, to my ears, uh, very Pixies-inspired guitar opening. Oh, interesting. All right. Let's, let's hear the beginning here. Let's hear it. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can hear it. I guess I can hear it. <laughs> okay, this is where that part ends. <laughs> typically not the Yeah. So, as excited as I was about that first song, mm-hmm. then Three Reasons starts, and I realize, like, I think musically it's different enough from Very Proud of You. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, this little... He's singing about dick putt, dick butt, sideways. Sideways? I can't talk right now. Yeah, it's a dick butt sideways. <laughs> That's what he's saying, right? Yeah. that He later changes his name to dick butt sideways. God. Uh, no, so, but this one, I think lyrically, it just is much more in base or in touch with uh, the Very Proud of You roots mm-hmm. than I expected. Like, in my mind, it was a pretty clear division between Very Proud of You and Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Yeah. But actually reading through the lyrics for this entire album and going through it, it's shocking how similar they are lyrically. Mm-hmm. It's uh, shocking how similar... Some of these songs are lyrically to songs that appear on this album as well, too. Okay. We'll get to that. It's kind of repeating the same theme. Um, same, the same lyrics. Sure, sure. So. so I think overall, my thoughts on this album mm-hmm. are musically starting mm-hmm. to change things up, which I really, really love, especially some songs, which really stand out. Yeah. But thematically, I think it's pretty similar ground, mm-hmm. except lyrically, he's getting a little bit more advanced and a little bit more abstract. Mm-hmm. So it's getting a little bit darker. Yeah, he was just inviting us on the despair train, and now <laughs> it's reality hits home. Right, right. But this isn't the most amazing start to the actual songs on the album. No, I thought. Aside. I think that uh, three reasons should have opened the album instead of keeping out of direct sunlight. Absolutely. You are an insane person because kicking things off with, the, with direct sunlight is such a great way to introduce the entire album. I just wish the entire album yeah. was as diverse. Mm-hmm. And different sounding from Very Proud of You as Keeping Out of Direct Sunlight is. Yeah. But this next tune. Hey. Yeah. Let's talk about this tune one more second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wear headphones, right? All the time, dude. If you listen carefully, in the left channel at the very beginning, mm-hmm. when the little guitar thing's going on, you can hear someone plugging another instrument in. Oh, really? Yeah. You tell me when. Just listen. 
Right about there? Yeah. Okay. They're raw, man. They're very raw. You can't contain them. Yeah. All right. That's three reasons. Also, very confusing that they have a song called Three Reasons and mm-hmm. Third Season. Yeah. Uh, weird. And a single second. And there's a lot of numbers here. Yeah, they're very mathematical band. Triple zero. That's true. They're a mathematical band. Like, is it a lot of science? Their pH, pH is low. low. Yeah, that's clearly adult, probably a three. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next song, Cork. Yes. I'm just going to kick just right kick into it. it. You ready? Yeah. Because this is a song that you just need to buckle up for. This is a single second, third mm-hmm. song from Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Funky bass intact. Mm-hmm. New bassist. A little bit chunkier sounding. All right. With the recording equipment that we have, you cannot hear the backup vocals too well. <laughs> but that is my favorite part of the song. The, you uh, like the, the backup? Uh, absolutely. When the guy's singing in the right channel? Yes. You are an insane person. Holy cow, Cork. We're going to have some differences. Yeah. Why? What did it sound like to you? Garbage. The, Garbage. Uh, yeah. If they if you'd taken that out, it w- the song would have been a lot better. And he only, like, the backup vocal thing... All that happens a couple times in the song, but every time right. I was just rolling my eyes like, oh, get this guy away from the microphone. Is it because it sounded like a different voice? It just sounded silly. <laughs> Lyrically silly? It doesn't matter what that guy was saying. He could have had the most badass lyric like, Is, are you saying riding memories- on a flaming horse and it still would have sounded ridiculous. You're saying memories dull my senses isn't a badass lyric? Uh-uh. So that backup singer that you hate so much. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest problem of faith in my life right now. It really is. You I never stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, his name is Nick 13. Nick 13. Yeah. And he's in a... Don't <laughs> laugh at him. God damn it. Nick <laughs> he's a majestic man. And you should know him. Actually, what? not really, but you should honor him because he's in a band called Tiger Army. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. Uh, they're very good. And the bassist, Jeff Kresge, Kresge mm-hmm. uh, he joined their band later. So he's a big part of Tiger Army. And he played a stand-up bass mm. in that one. Tiger Army and AFI kind of grew up together, had similar paths. There's a lot of crossover between those bands. So this collaboration is kind of a fun thing for fans of both bands. Okay. So that backup singer is a big deal is what I'm trying to say, Cork. Okay. One time. He, yeah, one time. One time I saw Tiger Army live. Okay. And it was at the Warp, Warp Tour. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a huge crowd. How much did you pay for water? Oh, so much. <laughs> they also sold milk there. So I drank a lot of milk, I remember. Oh, gross. And so uh, Tiger Army was playing, and they're playing at like... One thirty in the afternoon, and uh, <laughs> it's ideal. Yeah, and they have a song that's called "Power of Moonlight," <laughs> <laughs> and so they they got up on stage, uh, and then uh, they're like, "This song's about the power of moonlight," and I just want to say, F- that sun in the sky," and he's like pointing, but like. The, ba- the stage was kind of covered and he was just pointing 100% in the wrong direction because he couldn't see where the sun was. But like I was so far back and just was the silliest combination of events. Like, yeah, power moonlight, here we go. Uh, so. Stupid sun. Stupid sun. The worst thing ever created. So yeah, Tiger Army, you should def- definitely check him out if you like old AFI. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of crossover there. But yeah, Nick 13, and you should remember this song because it is going to come up again much later. Okay. I think... Maybe this is personal taste, mm-hmm. but when you think older AFI, this song is kind of a go-to for fans. Yeah, this that's what I, I, I liked about it. It seemed like a kind of a return to form after the last couple of songs, which were hit or miss. You know what I mean? I, like, I think I like the earlier AFI judging from this album. Really? Maybe they go in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. Even still. So I'm excited to like continue listening to them. Sure. But I like this one, I and mean, I like it when... Uh, Mr. David Havoc sings about, like, feelings, and he makes it more personal rather than, uh-huh. like, we are an army of kids who get spit on and all that kind of crap. Because it's, 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 I think it's more interesting than just, like, F- you, mom, and jocks and ex-friends. Right, right, know? right. Because 
also made a note. Yeah. Seems like sometimes his songwriting has a tendency. It kind of you listen to it, and it's like he had to summarize a better song in his own words for a class assignment. Like, huh? What does that mean exactly? That means like he heard a really good song, and then he had to write down what that song was about uh-huh. without using any of those other words. So he's kind of, it feels like he's writing around something, like overwriting it or... I wouldn't say that's ever been a problem. <laughs> okay. But this this song stood out to me lyrically because I think it is the darkest mm-hmm. so far. Like I raised my eyes up to the light in hopes of finding healing. No relief was mine. I was burnt by the sun. Again, kind by of continuing... The ceiling, the... it should have been. Oh, that would have made more sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is getting a little bit more poetic along the way. Yeah. Also... This is a song that stands out to me as getting relatively dark, but seeing Davey live in this time, he's still so excited and so enthusiastic up on stage and so nice. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just that straight edge persona, but that's always, this is the weird dichotomy with AFI is the lyrics sometimes can be dopey, filled with despair, but then he always just strikes me as the nicest guy and he's super nice to his fans from everything I can see. See, I think that that's awesome. Right. He's like having fun, even though you would think he would just be a big jerk on stage. Yeah. Like blow a loogie out his nose or something. Right. I yeah. That would just be a booger, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a normal booger. Yeah. He's not really one of those types of guys. He's not spitting into the audience's faces. Yeah. Not your typical punk rocker. Oh, does he hold the mic out sometimes? All the time. Yeah. He does he pull it back before that they get a chance to sing? Because that would be a really dirty trick. That would be pretty punk rock. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he's ever done it's that. That's a railroad spike and he. Sticks it in someone's forehead. Yeah. So overall, you like this song then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. It's hardcore enough. So you want hardcore mm-hmm. and songs about his emotions. Yeah. I, I think that the songs that I've liked the most are like that. Okay. Yeah. So next song, PH Low. How does this one stand out to you? A little staircase guitar building yeah. here. There's a monster chasing you. Oh, that's good. This- This part here, mm-hmm. this feels like it could have been on the earlier albums. Yeah. I think the chorus gets a little more melodic and starts to separate it a little bit. But overall, this feels like a, an older style song to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What would you think of PH Low? I remember wanting it to just get to the chorus. Right. And then right. when it got there, it was like, oh, okay. We're well, here. <laughs> I like it. It's coming up here. I think it sounds pretty nice. I think hearing Davies sing this much mm-hmm. really stands out compared to the previous albums. Yeah. And that's what separates this track a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the lyrics, again, are basically just, f*** you. Mm-hmm. But this is where it starts to separate, and the lyrics are now kind of cushioning the language more about life and death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trying to be a little more poetic about the whole thing instead of just literally saying, f*** you, over and over again. F*** you, life. <laughs> I'm sticking with death. I vote death. Any other thoughts on PH Low? That one I really had... Very little to say about it. It's okay. just totally an adequate AFI song. That's what I call an adequate <laughs> AFI song. Yeah. All right. That's totally fair. So the next song is Let It Be Broke. Yes. As Corkyon's. Midyon. Sorry. Midyon. Yes. All right. So I just want to, I was fascinated by the beginning of Let It Be Broke. Mm-hmm. I guess I really didn't remember it that well. The first lyrics that he says, I live in truth complacently. Those are the words that he's saying. Now let's actually listen to it. Okay. That guitar reminds me so much of another song. Here we go. I have no idea how that's what it is. But that is, in theory, I live in truth complacently. This is, it's a relatively fast hardcore song throughout the entire thing. Uh, I like the breakdown coming up here. Yeah. 
This is another one lyrically where it's kind of disappointing how traditional it was for AFI. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of blaming you, uh, basically changing the lyrics from fuck you to I will defy. And yeah. then he then chants I will defy over and over again. But what's he defying from? Oh, boy. Where to begin? <laughs> Conventional names. Yeah, certainly. Uh, uh, this part here is coming up when he has a big scream. It's good. All right, he's singing a little bit here. All right, all right, Davey. It's coming, it's coming. What's real? Yeah. Mm. Do you like this one then? Since you're into the more aggressive AFI? Uh, On this one, I wrote Boring to listen to. So, as you can tell, I'm a uh, highly esteemed rock and roll journalist. <laughs> you're, but, you're really tough to please. But at the same time, I wrote, must have been a real crowd pleaser live. Yeah. Uh, is it? Uh, I don't think I ever heard them sing this song live, uh-huh. but I would imagine that it would also be uh, a crowd pleaser. That's a term that rock writers use, right? Crowd pleaser? Certainly, yeah. Rock and roll writers? Nah, you got it, man. You got the vocab. Yeah, cool. Uh I like the lyric in this song mm-hmm. where he said, it's been so dark for so long now, a new light has come along, illuminating all, so shut your eyes. Mm, just too much. But. It's too much beauty. name of the album is Open Your Eyes. Choose a side, Davey. Also, there's more weird eye mouth references later on. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if this is one of those things where they wrote the album, they were like, what do we talk about the most in this album? Yeah, I guess throats and eyes. It's not shutting your mouth, I can tell you. <laughs> all right. Okay, Cork. All right, here we go. The I don't, jackpot. This is what I call the jackpot. This, yep. All right, this is a song. The titular song of the album. Called Third Season. Yep. <laughs> Compared, okay, just think of all of Very Proud of You mm-hmm. and all of Answer That and Stay Fashionable. Mm-hmm. Next album, this is the way the song opens. Singing Davy Havoc comes out for the first time in mm-hmm. full force. Now listen right here. This is another Pixies guitar. The guitar? Thing. Yeah, I can see that. I want to know how much this song stood out to you. It stood out to me because the bass is just playing several songs that are in different keys. None of it. Oh, really? It is really hard for me to listen to. It's Hunter's first time. Playing the bass? Because it sounds like... <laughs> Like, every little stanza is out of tune with the previous one. Really? I it, never noticed it's that. It's really gross. You know what has always stood out to me in this What's song? What's that? Okay, let's jump back. I like the chanting. The chanting? This is also a communal yep. thing. This is like a big rally song, mm-hmm. but you're in favor of this one? Yeah, I love chanting and choruses and all that stuff. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. Just not joining for some sort of dark army. No. Okay, so listen carefully. Around like minute 03? Oh, yeah. There's this weird, this is nitty gritty. Okay, let's go. But there's this weird background sound, and I always thought it sounded like a modem, mm-hmm. or just like an extra hiss, and uh-huh. I hope you can hear it in this recording. Okay. This always stood out to me as weird. All right, here we go. Listen up. Right here. In the background, this is an extra, it's, it sounds like a modem. It really does. I didn't hear it. You can hear it right now. It just kicks in, and I want to know in the recording process what the hell that is. Maybe I should try and call the producer of this album to try and get an answer for what that track is. What the hell's happening? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't hear it. It's super nitty-gritty. I'm okay. sorry. It's it's really nerdy stuff. Yeah, only uh, a nerd would hear some weird sound effect. <laughs> that's right. Buried underneath the guitar. I've heard this song a lot. I think yeah. this is... I'm going to go ahead and say this is the first musically great song that AFI has ever made. Yeah. If you could work your way chronologically, like yeah. single second, I think is really aggressive and poppy fun. It's weird to call that song poppy, mm-hmm. but it is kind of catchy. Uh, and this one, I just 
love the sound of. I love how varied it is. I love how much it stands out from all of their previous stuff and really this entire album in retrospect. Yeah, I love the guitar. Yeah. So I love the Pixies. And <laughs> Davey kind of sounds like like he's singing like he should be in a cult cover band kind of. Just, when I serve, that kind of thing. Yeah, where he goes, uh, Mother's Love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he loves Danzig and there's a little, there's a little bit of Danzig in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm telling you that bass thing. Yeah. I had to listen to it several, several times just to make sure that there wasn't something wrong with my speakers. I had really? Like multiple headphones. Here, see if you can point it out here. Right in this part. No. <laughs> well, this sounds, sounds great. Going up about a purple flare. Weird skip. That's a super nitty gritty thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Hardcore fans may notice. You're insane, Cork. This is a perfect song. No! This part doesn't have anything wrong with the bass. Is it in the beginning? It's the very beginning, yeah. All right, all right, let's jump back. Okay, listen to it. This is not the beginning. The very beginning. Okay. 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 Okay, here we go. Here we go. Just listen to it. I'm telling you, you gotta listen to it. So everything's fine. Uh huh. Sounds pretty great. Here we go. Can you feel the pulse? Yeah. Can you feel the heat rising from below? Can you don't. You can't hear it. It's all over the. I don't think I'm musically smart enough to be like, oh, that's out of key with the rest of the music. It just sounds super gross. Jeff Kriege wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. By the way, how to play the bass? I have to say too, like to be fair. Yeah. Um, I know that I've said some things about Mr. David Havoc. Yeah. Might be sounding mean. Uh I criticize him, but if I have not, when I was 22, the most interesting things in my life that I had done was I dropped out of college. Right. (laughs) And uh, I drank a lot of liquor. <laughs> so that's basically the opposite. Well, he dropped out of college. That's so we true. have that in common. Yeah, certainly. He poured out a lot of liquor, just not into his mouth, but like a kitchen sink, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. On stage, maybe if someone gave him a drink and they didn't know any better. Right, right. He would go, ah, oh, no. So anyway, I absolutely, you have to respect that. Someone who's like that young, who's like going on stage, I would be, I would have been so mortified this is getting into dangerous territory, Cork, for you to suddenly be in the ground of like, you know what? You just have to respect them for trying, right? They're they're going out there, point. they're doing it. Oh, he he does some stuff that is just embarrassing to listen to. Okay, but at the same time, I, if if I was making, you know, if I was in a band at that right. age, it would have been really awful to listen to. Now, is there an album that stands out for you uh, mm-hmm. musically where you just can't believe that the band that young produced that? Hmm. I always think of like. Lonesome Crowded West from Modest Mouse, which is, I love that album. Mm-hmm. And then you go look at footage of them and there's like, holy crap, they're like 20 year old kids. Yeah. And in interviews, they just strike me as so stupid and they produce such an amazing, bizarre album. Yeah. But it is weird just to think about how dark this album gets. And it's like, oh, Davey Havoc's 22. Mm-hmm. But he already found his inner despair. Clearly something traumatic happened to him. I don't know if he- His best bud betrayed him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But his best bud betrayed him and then he saw like a shadow that looked like a demon- uh on the wall once yeah but this is actually uh third season from the title and also in the song itself first time they really started experimenting with like the fall imagery Mm -hmm. you know waiting for the seasons to change all that stuff and that's going to be a big part of afi for a little while now yeah is kind of that pumpkin fall aesthetic which is (laughs) pumpkin fall the pumpkin fall aesthetic (laughs) you'll understand later yeah can we talk about the music video yeah this is their second (laughs) music video then (laughs) this is not yeah, Reservoir Dogs kind of thing, or Goodfellas kind of thing, rather. I don't know what kind of thing this is. Lay it out, Court. All right. So it starts off. There's a kid in the in the suburbs, and they're skateboarding and stuff, and the band, AFI, cool-looking dudes, are sitting on a stoop. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. But they've been considerate enough to leave a little space for, for Davey, mm-hmm. and he comes out of the front door and sits down. They're all wearing all black, taking themselves very seriously. Yeah, like they have like little pompadours and stuff. <laughs> they, they sit there, uh-huh. and the kids are doing stuff. You don't know what they're doing. And then the song starts, and like Davey starts singing, but he's lip syncing. It is the most cringe-inducing thing I've seen in a long time because 
his bandmates don't have instruments. So they're forced <laughs> to just sit right next to their his their buddy and he's like earnestly lip syncing. Right. And like the drummer, he can't even like pat himself on the thighs, <laughs> you know, to keep the beat. And then when they do the chorus and the right, chant, right, right, right. they all do, yeah. Ah, and then go back immediately to not saying anything. Right. But uh, this is a music video, though. So what what's happening is a spooky ice cream truck. Sweet Tooth, basically. Yeah. Comes into town. And the kid that we saw in the beginning yeah. tries to buy ice cream. Not enough money. He gives a signal <laughs> to his friends who are, like, lurking in the shadows. Right. They come over and just smash the shit out of the ice cream truck. And one of them dumps the tray of ice cream into the crowd and people are punching the sides and breaking headlights. And then they each grab a limb of the ice cream truck driver and just rip them apart. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't <laughs> happen. That would make it more interesting. Yeah. This is... First of all, I feel sorry for that truck driver. <laughs> like, it's, they make him seem like a monster, but really he's just explaining, hey, you need $2 to buy this ice cream and you only have $1. Yeah. I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, I'm just the, charging a price for this ice cream. Yeah, the kid, like, he, like, tries to do it again. Like, hey, I've only got a buck. Right, right, right. Like, you don't have any ice cream then. That's just the way this works. This is one of those things where I feel like the director recorded the band looking cool on the stoop. <laughs> and they're like, then when they got done recording the band's like, so what are you going to be cutting this in with? Like, what's the other B-roll you're using? <laughs> She's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just because it's like a relatively serious hardcore song yeah. about, you know, getting your sweet patience and revenge. Uh-huh. And then it's just a, shots of a kid <laughs> dumping ice cream onto like other eight-year-olds. And are we to believe that the band AFI are just watching all this unfold from their suburban house? <laughs> like, they all live together. Well, that explains that close-up shot of them licking their lips, <laughs> looking at the <laughs> well, ice cream industry. he can't in stop licking his lips. <laughs> it's a weird music. I remember it being cool, but now, <laughs> man, it just stands out as bizarre. And it's like, part of me likes it because it's like, okay, it's a fairly hardcore song, but it shows that AFI doesn't take themselves that seriously mm-hmm. at this point because it is such a stupid premise. Like, it's not yeah. that far away from Serial Wars. Right. You remember the, the first video, though, was pretty weak. But and at least thought, that one was like hardcore. Well, listen, <laughs> we we thought, well, maybe that was directed by like a friend who had access to equipment and stuff. Right. I right. think what happened here is that same friend, you know, went to film school, mm-hmm. took a few classes, and he's like, you know what? This is kind of symbolic of an uprising. You know, you're sitting on a step. We don't have the budget to show like a war. Right. And that's gross. So let's do an ice cream truck. Second greatest <laughs> uprising ever to take place. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great video. I would love to find that kid now. If you're that kid from the third season video and you're listening to this podcast, please yeah. tweet me at Yosetti. You have to be able to prove it. Also. Yeah, yeah. We need photos of you eating ice cream at Davy Havoc. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, moving on to let's move on. The next song, "Lower Your Head and Take It in the Body." Hmm. Clearly, he became a boxing fan yeah. at some point here. Here's Lower Your Head. I like this song because instead of tearing other people down, Mm -hmm. it's basically him pumping himself up yeah. and talking about how great he is and it's got that guy who keeps going yeah! in the background which yeah. could be because uh, a guy named jade puget sang mm-hmm. backup vocals on this album and i don't know exactly where mm-hmm. but later on he's gonna be joining the band uh, really? so i don't know exactly which songs it was on so he left quite an impression on the group that's right he was i can do a yeah like no one else <laughs> yeah he's in the back of the ice cream truck i think all right, yeah, this is not a great song. The most interesting part's coming up here, and it's even not that great. Uh, the breakdown's always proven to be the most interesting part, even on a mediocre song. Yeah. And it's coming up pretty soon here. So who's slapping Davy Havoc? Who's slapping him around? Yeah. Uh, maybe just society yeah. is what I'd be led to believe. He doesn't really have a lot of songs about being abused by a parent or an right. uncle or anything like that. And like you said, this is a song about boxing, right? <laughs> I, I don't think that's literal. What is it? What is this? I think about? it's about a song about being pushed around in society, that uh-huh. type of thing. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't understand lowering your head and taking it in the body with that refers to maybe because if that is a boxing strategy that mm-hmm. seems like a terrible idea unless you want to get punched in the face yeah that's really true so maybe uppercut. lowering your head taking it in the body is more about stop thinking about it and take it in your heart his heart mm. that's being drowned in flames as the lyrics uh leads you to believe god i don't get it <laughs> okay next song it's just about returning coins we have coin return <laughs> I do like the intro to the song. His first line, I've slipped and I've fallen. This is probably the most rocking song on the album, kind of the heaviest one overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets into some good screaming later on, and then uh, there's a weird breakdown later on in the song. I don't know if it stood out to you, too. Yeah, and it's got some slapping in that one, too. The lyrics about being slapped around? Yeah. Slapping the bass? Slapping around. Just slapping around. Yeah, there's that one song off Very Proud of You that I remember saying, like, oh, this is like the closest that AFI ever comes to rapping. Mm-hmm. But this one actually gives it a run for its money where he's trying to, like, squeeze words into the rhythm that clearly wasn't meant to be. Right. It's coming up here. There we go. There we go. This one also, yeah, very uh, boxing-heavy song. You're trying to look at it that yeah. way. I like it when he talks about he cannot disregard... What a strange thing to sing about. Uh, it's easy to rhyme with disregard and hard with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely works out. It's interesting. It kind of descends into just pretty hardcore screaming by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics actually turn a little bit sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you can see it as one-sided sweet, but it's like, would you be there for me? I would. I would be there for you. I would. Would you look up to see? I would. Uh, I don't know if that's sweet or just kind of bitter. Is that more S-E-E of like- or S-E-A? Oh, S-E-A. Okay. <laughs> yeah, more about just I'm better than you, I guess, overall. Ah. One of those themes. I don't know if you've heard that in from AFI before. He's pretty much the best. Yeah. This next song? Yeah. Really stands out. The new patron saints and angels mm-hmm. as the first kind of sweet song from AFI. Yeah. Where lyrically it's all about complimenting somebody, yeah. uh, which is new ground for them. So here's this one. I love the pick slide. It's good. I like the way he sings that. Uh, so I admire the way you shine. Uh, the lyrics there. It's all just uh, one elaborate compliment. Would you like to hear the lyrics, Cork? Let's hear the lyrics. I've seen the light that emanates from you, and it makes me feel proud. Mm -hmm. A voice of reason above the muffling crowds. Such will to live, and you've got so much to give. Long lost sincerity. Lost in a world that's been scorched to black. Lost in myself until I finally find a guide in you, and gratitude is mine. I admire the way you shine. Hmm. It's strangely sweet. Yeah. You'd never expect it. A little patronizing at the beginning, but it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> so there is a weird breakdown right here. Uh-huh. Where it gets a little repetitive with the guitar. It, it stands out as weird. Oh, yeah. It, hang on, it'll cut out, and it's just going to be the guitar then. He's looking around at the rest of the band. What do I do? What's going on? <laughs> stall, 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 stall. When I heard that part, yeah, I imagine that like a lot of teens driving with their dad in the car uh-huh. put this this album into like kind of make him feel weird and everything. And sure, I bet the yeah. dads were like, "Huh, what's wrong with this uh, song? It seems like a is your disc dirty." A lot of dad jokes kind of. I stuff. could see dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly played AFI for my dad, and he did not. He was not a fan. Not into that. It's like, hey, how about we go back to that Nirvana unplugged? Ah, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so it's interesting if like, you listen to like early FI, a lot of people just say like, oh, all the songs are exactly the same. Nope. Would you say that, Cork? I would not say that. Okay, but this one definitely stands out. For like, if you actually read the lyrics, it stands out so much more compared to the rest. Mm-hmm. Musically, uh, Third Season stands out on this album, and lyrically, New Patron Saints and Angels stands out just for being so sweet overall. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting to the first dumb song. Salt for your wounds. Oh, no, three seconds notice. Oh, yeah, I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, don't skip ahead, man. We cannot I forget this, totally little, blew it. this little dandy. Uh, this one. This sounds like it could have fit on the last album. Three seconds notice? Yeah, there's a couple that are just stupid enough mm-hmm. that they could have fit there. Yeah. Here we go. This is three seconds notice. Cork, uh, you should know that this is the song that ends our podcast. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know what part of the song I would use to end the podcast, but here we go. Enjoy three seconds notice. another song where he's talking about people spitting in his face yeah when was the last time you spat in somebody's face um i spat my dad's face when i was in high school did you really i have i not i feel like i've talked about my dad a lot maybe this is becoming more cathartic than i imagined dad talk we get along super well but that was like that was probably the biggest confrontation i ever had with my dad is it was half done jokingly but he was being a dick about something Mm -hmm. and i was in high school there you go and so i just like spat in his face i think it was you know, in my mind, it was like 40% for just the absurdity of it. Mm-hmm. And he fucking hated it. Yeah, he naturally. was into getting spit on. Yeah, he was pretty uptight. You know, yeah, you know those old <laughs> yeah. timers. Uh, but like he didn't scream. He was just like, what the fuck? And then I think like the next day he talked about it, which like that was insanely rude. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that happened. I think uh, I would would have decked you. Really? Do you think yeah. you would have? Yeah. I, yeah, it's a super fair reflex. Yeah. Uh, but so I think I know... I think my dad knows how David Havoc feels. I don't know if this technically counts. I was riding a bus in elementary school, a kid yeah. named Larry, and Ugh. I was talking, and he spit right in my mouth as I was talking. It was pretty impressive, but also just the grossest. Ugh. It does sound terrible. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, so three seconds notice. It just it feels like a weird joke song out of the blue. He quits. He quits with three seconds notice, and then the song ends, of course, with him singing I Quit Again, but like, it's not musically a great song. No. I can't imagine it'd be that fun to sing live. But I bet the I quit part, people lose their minds, right? And then they all like sit perfectly I still quit. as like before it like, kicks back in afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that'd be fun. But just like it strikes <laughs> me as one of those songs where it's like, why include it on this album? Mm-hmm. It's like, especially for an album that starts out so strong, in my opinion, unlike yours. Yeah. Why just throw this dumb joke song back in the mix? We should be beyond joke songs at this point with AFI. So read some of the lyrics. Like Oh, yeah, sure. Why is he quitting? Why is this a joke song? Oh, just for that structure of I quit and holding that as long as he can. Yeah. And then stopping. That, that's why I consider a joke song. Okay. All right, so three seconds notice. Well, this is a band that also has a song about cereal. Yeah. So their sense of humor is all over Right. The I don't know. Maybe it's incorrect to think of it as a joke song. Just kind of a novelty song, I guess, maybe a yeah. better way of okay. phrasing it. But uh, submission, my back hurts from bowing down. Mm. Attraction was once so strong, now can't be found. Affection. One gift I wish you would return. Frustration. As I accede? Is that a word? Mm -hmm. I do not deserve your frigidness, such callousness, yet I persist. What's wrong with me? I told you, you can't be replaced. You showed me I'm just disposable. Mm. Spit in my face as I submit. Compliment my bank account as I submit. No, that was a comedy bank reference. Spit in my face as I submit, so I quit. So he's calling someone out for their frigidness. Right. Isn't this the man who said... I don't want to fuck you, so fuck you. But that was about probably groupies, and this is theoretically about his lover. Uh, Although, yeah, I just I can't imagine he's a very affectionate guy overall. No, I don't know about the asexual thing. I read an article in Wired over the weekend. Well, when he get we get him on the podcast, we'll ask all those questions. All about his sexuality. That, that would be question. fantastic. I would really love it if I could talk to Davey Havoc just about sex. I would be fascinated. By really? That. Oh, it'd be great. Uh, but have you, do you know about this? Asexuality movement and demisexuality. What's the movement? The movement is the idea that people using asexual as an orientation 
instead of just like, as a description. They're able to reproduce like earthworms? That's right. No, no, no. But just people who just grow up and they're like, yeah, I just don't have much of a sex drive. I just don't want to have sex. It's not an interest of mine. And I guess there is a large group. Uh, I forget the actual stats of people that self-identify as their sexual orientation as just asexual or demisexual, which means rarely, rarely having sex or wanting to have sex. Uh -huh. It was an interesting uh, article in Wired. I recommend checking it out. Yeah, it sounds fascinating. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me there. All right. Uh, all right. There we go. I think that if you define yourself by what you're not doing, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> you can go into so many different routes. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not a sports fan. Yep. I'm not a flying person. I'm not a lifting a refrigerator on my back guy. <laughs> That's big I, movement. I'm not currently underwater. No. And I like to define myself by that state. Yep. I, I have zero superpowers <laughs> up to and including teleportation. All right. Next song I, is- I hope we didn't offend anyone. Yeah. I, I love asexuality. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next song is Salt for Your Wounds. God, I was so excited to talk about this and now I got, I got nothing. Oh, really? Do you have any thoughts? Opening um, lyrics a little bit uh, preachy, another kind of dumb. It's pretty preachy, but at the same time, he's talking about feelings. That's love true. Ran out of his heart. There's a tear in my heart where love ran out. Yeah. My What's interesting to me is yeah. He's, Basically complaining about one person again. Uh, put my faith, faith in you. But yeah. then at the end, he changes it to them. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's like they twisted the knife further in. Yeah, who's the they? Yeah, it makes it maybe, maybe it's like one person who left the band, mm -hmm. Jeff, and then he joined another band. And so this is about hating that person that left and then hating the band that he joined or somehow that one person then joined a group. I don't think there's actually bad blood between them and Jeff. I mean, later they collaborated, and I guess he sang backup vocals for Sing the Sorrow, which is coming up later, yeah. everything like that. But this song, there's nothing really too spectacular except for... It's got a little guitar solo in there, which is always true. fun to hear. It does change speed here, which I do love. This is a weird sound for AFI. Mm -hmm. This weird, chunky guitar. I like this guitar solo a lot. It's a good guitar solo. It sounds weird for AFI, but uh, it's the guitarist's last stand, so let him uh, let him go all out. It is yeah. his last time recording an AFI album. Really? I think so, unless he's on the next EP. So the I don't guitarist know. and the bassist both said, enough of this. Yeah, something let him away. I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. I, uh, I'd love to get that story. All right, that's Salt for Your Wounds. I'm not too crazy about it. Yeah. Moving on. We have today's lesson. What? What is today's lesson? Well, like? let me tell you. Yeah. Well, the lesson for today, yeah, and I followed the instructions. You have to follow these instructions, right? Listen real fucking good, and I tried. I don't know what the lesson is, except for he, he sings about kissing someone. Ow! Although to be fair, this is a cover of a filth song. Which oh, is a never mind. Band from like 1989 to 1991. Oh, so it's a bit of a throwback. Old. Even unbelievable, then. unbelievably old. All right, but let's listen to the interesting intro. Yeah, for today's lesson. The singing definitely sounds like he's trying to imitate uh, filth instead of kind of giving it his own flavor. A little more raspy. I don't know anything about filth. I looked, I listened to the song, and it sounds a little bit more like this. But this song always stood out to me. It's just bizarre. Yeah. It's okay though. It's kind of fun. It's quick enough. Uh, it's pretty forgettable overall. Mm -hmm. I like that. Like the lyrics, I mean, are just basically F you again. I mean, they even say that by the end. Yeah. But it's like it's weird to go out of your way to cover a song that certainly sounds like you could have written it yourself. It should he should have taken your tactic of actually rewriting the lyrics to <laughs> yeah. today's lesson. Just so, but I'm sure he really wanted to do that intro because that would be a fun one to kick into live. Yeah. Maybe he could have just covered it live and maybe. Left this one off the what? album. Was, yes. A little treat for fans. That is certainly a strategy that he could have done. Who likes food? <laughs> Nobody responds. All right. Next song. 
Very Devil... provocatively titled song. It's called The Devil Loves You. Mm, this I know. Uh, some demonic imagery coming out in the title of this one. Also on the cover. All kind of loops back. Cover, yeah. It's like they're getting into a certain something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devil Loves You, I think, is the worst song on the album. <laughs> the... It sounds like, yeah. before you start, like he... His little shout chorus thing. Yeah. Sounds like he is doing like a morph of it starts with rocking chair and then it turns into I could care as he goes <laughs> every time he says it. Like, listen to it with that. Very in mind. subtly slipping in a rocking chair reference. Yeah, starting with rocking right, chair. There we go. Then, yeah, it changes. Yeah, it's more pronounced like the second or third time he does it. It made me laugh, which I, I guess is good for That's something. all you need. Yeah, this is definitely one of those songs where I would appreciate it so much more if it was just about rocking chairs. <laughs> I think it'd be a little bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, he's screaming at somebody, yelling at them because they accuse him of being out of touch. He doesn't think he's out of touch. They're out of touch. Yeah, that's uh, the perfect rejoinder there. Yeah. So like, there's that dumb chorus, I couldn't care, I couldn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets into it later here where he actually starts singing the chorus himself instead of the backup band. <laughs> Sailing supplies. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Rocking chair more. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's so the entire song. It's accusing somebody or asking them questions about what they think about him. Mm -hmm. And then, like the last paragraph of the song. He starts questioning himself, or like the last line is like, "Am I completely alone?" Just like this weird question, like about himself after an entire song of accusing somebody else or like riddling them with questions. It's it's not great musically. No. It sounds like but. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what else needs to be said. I agree with you. Okay, good. Hansen. Would you agree? Worst song on the album. Yeah. Okay. It's, good. Yeah, probably. It's offensively bad. All right, triple zero. Mm-hmm. I think it always flies underneath my radar a little bit too much. I think it's they close out the album with it, mm-hmm. the conventional album at least. And I think it's one of my favorites on the album. This is cor- my favorite song on the album. Oh really? Oh yeah. great! All right, let's take a listen. There he's singing about his eyes and throat burning again. It's a fun, swingy song mm-hmm. for the lyrics about embracing your hate. Yeah. Basically sounded like the Star Wars Emperor just like singing <laughs> a little punk rock song. And then like I was super happy because it's like, I don't think you're going to do a breakdown or tempo change here. Oh, really? This is going to be it. And then they do it. And I was like, ah, crap. Yeah. And then they can't. got back on track again. And uh, did you Do you like the breakdowns? Sometimes I do. Like this one, I was like hoping they wouldn't do it. And there okay. was a spot where I thought, oh, no, he's really going to do it. He's going to rap. Oh, really? It sounds in the like breakdown? It, yeah, in this one, because it goes on for a while. Yeah. And he doesn't, thank God. <laughs> Let's break it on down here. D. <laughs> no. My name's Davey Havoc. I'm here to say. It's getting too slow. Getting funky. This section is as trippy as AFI ever gets. Yeah. It's kind of psychedelic sounding. Like this whole part, like, come on, man. Hey, it's almost as if it's AFI and we're building back into a little drum solo yeah. and then going back into the chorus of Triple uh, Zero. It's a lot like that. <laughs> So what made this song stand out to you so much? I just like the the chorus. Yeah. I think it's just super catchy. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I it reminds it. me of the final song of the last album. Yeah. It was just kind of like a fun... Right. Like as close as they get to like poppy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, for a song that sounds so fun, it is amazing like how dark the lyrics are. Yeah. So here we go. If you want me to read them aloud. I would love it. I think they'd go a little something like this. It burns, it burns, it burns my eyes and throat, but I need no antidote. Gnawing and tearing at my inside, seething, keeping me alive. Hatred poisons me through and through, a sustenance keeping me true. It's not too late, it's never going to be too late. Embrace your hate. The pain, the pain, it crushes me. I gain animosity. (laughs) Animosity? It's time for animosity. Acid sweat and bloody tears. Mm -hmm. Through it all, I persevere. Some sedate through indifference, but I withheld zero tolerance. God, what a good rhyme. But it's, like, it's weird lyrics to show, shoehorn into an overall pretty fun song. Like, you've heard it at yeah. a concert, you would just be smiling. Yeah. And that is, again, that weird split of AFI. Yeah. It, I, I miss so much of this band because, honestly, I cannot tell what he's singing about oh, most right. of the time. Do you look up the lyrics, then? No. Okay. That's why I, I like going into this with... Uh, full ignorance still, even after having listened to these songs oh, good. multiple times, because then you can explain things and it's it's illuminating. <laughs> now you can hear it in a whole new light. Yeah, I normally, first time through, I'll listen to an album and have the lyrics side by side okay. uh, on my computer and I'll kind of take notes that way. And then I'll listen to it a couple times afterwards, get the lyrics out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, because You yeah. do that with new albums or just AFI? No, 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 just AFI. Okay, like albums that I really, really like. Thing yeah, sometimes, do. do you ever just like read lyrics as like poetry? Like without listening to the album, yeah, yeah, I will. I'll listen to lyric or read lyrics to like crack a code. Like I cannot tell what is being sung here. Right. That right. was what was so awesome about CDs when they came out is they typically had lyrics in them when uh, cassettes did not. Right. I like that often. you say that. That was what's so awesome about CDs back when they came out. Yeah. It changed I, the world. I apologize that I was born when I was. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, here's an observation. I yeah. think unsung hero for this band. Hmm. The drummer is fantastic. Yeah. Adam Carson is his name. He's been there from the beginning? Yeah, for sure. And he you could tell he's like improving with each album. Getting a little more complex. Yeah. And he's kind of the glue that keeps it together. Yeah. I was actually I was listening or watching an interview with him uh, where he's just kind of backstage at a show being interviewed. And he was talking about listening to the older albums. And he said that there are a lot of songs that he'll listen to and be like, I have no idea how I did that. I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember <laughs> doing that. And so when people want AFI to play older stuff, a lot of the times it's just like, I just don't even know how. Mm-hmm. I was overthinking it at the time, apparently. And I wouldn't say it gets simpler as it goes on, but yeah, it definitely stands out. On this album in particular, there's a couple of really great drum solos. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's one more song. This is on the vinyl version. Oh. But it is a cover. And I'm curious. I think this is a well-known song. I'm curious. I'm sure you've heard it. Okay. We'll but uh, Okay. Do you want me to tell you what it is? What's the n- title of the song? Last Caress? Oh, yeah. Okay. Course. Everybody knows Last Caress? All right, yeah. here we go. Misfits cover. I guess it kind of fits in the tradition of a kind of fun, swingy song with super dark lyrics. I actually just heard this song live at uh, the first Av. Uh, they have like a Wrestlepalooza thing here mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. Um, and they had a band up there that is called Metalliger, <laughs> where it's a band and the main singer. They only cover Metallica songs and the main singer is dressed as Gallagher. And so in between songs, he'll like smash watermelons and tell super corny jokes. <laughs> and he'll like stop Metallica songs in the middle and be like, you know... Why do they call them apartments if they're all stuck together? (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Uh, And since uh, Metallica covered Last Caress, they ended up covering Last Caress as well. Interesting. What version do you prefer? Well, I heard this version first. Okay. So I'd have to go AFI, I guess. I'm sure the Misfits is the best version. Do you enjoy the Metallica one more? Yeah. This is Bus Talk episode. This kid named Jake always brought a boombox on the bus Uh in junior high. Sure. And he really liked Metallica, so I heard a lot of Metallica. And you heard the Last Crest cover from that? Oh, yeah, so many times. And I was like, that'd be pretty edgy, like hearing a song about rape Yeah, on the bus. Yeah, I don't think a lot of parents would have been super into that. Yeah, they probably weren't a big fan. I remember the song stood out because there was a an edit of it, or like a little montage with the anime One Piece. I remember downloading it from Kaza and watching it a thousand times. 
with Last Caress. So whenever I think of One Piece, I always think of Last Caress. Mm. Just for a little fun. How many times a day do you think of One Piece? Oh my gosh. Well, every time I look at your onesie that you wear around the office, <laughs> I can't help but think about oh, that it. That old thing. <laughs> All right. So overall, Cork. Yeah. I feel like I hyped up Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes a Well, here's bit. the thing, though. Yeah. You said, yeah, I re-listened to this album and I don't even want to, I don't want to get into it, but I feel very strongly about it. Yeah. I thought you were going to, like, plug your nose and give you the old thumbs down. No, because at that point when I told you that, it's when I just listened to the beginning, mm-hmm. basically up to third season. Mm-hmm. And even though I think there are some kind of weak songs in that batch, like, yeah. I think... The first track is so awesome, gets me in the mood for a little AFI loving, mm-hmm. and then third reason, third season, and single second just knocks it out of the park for me. Yeah, and so I love the first half of this album altogether. Listening to it overall, it was a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like I said, lyrically, I think it's a lot closer thematically to "Very Proud of You" than I expected. But it's just Davy getting a little bit more abstract in his imagery, a little bit darker, a little bit more demonic, mm-hmm. uh, but still sticking with you themes yeah. and we should band together and fight society themes so you talked about this band going in a really crazy direction <laughs> well, do they become a devil band a devil band yeah i don't want to spoil anything i don't know if i said crazy direction i think they have an interesting trajectory you really i you may have used the word totally bonkers the craziest thing i've ever <laughs> heard in my life yeah. yeah that's true well we'll find out Next full album yeah. is Black Sails and the Sunset. Mm. It's not my personal favorite. Oh. That one comes after that. It's about pirates. It's largely about pirates. I hope you like hearing Davey say R over and over again. Oh, he God. has that whole pirate accent throughout all of his screaming. You can barely tell, though. Yeah. Um, no, but it's a lot of AFI fans, hardcore, early AFI fans. Uh, Black Sails is their favorite album. Interesting. Yeah. it's. I think it's really, really good. But, but. the good news... Yeah. Is that we're not listening to that next. Oh. Next up is a Fire Inside EP, which will be almost like a quick little bonus episode. Okay. It's only like four tracks long. Two of them are covers. Mm. Yeah. So it should be an interesting evolution. But that is what they released in 1998. 98. But I'm curious with this album overall, how mm-hmm. do you think it stacked up to their previous stuff? Uh, like the good songs are really good. And mainly that's triple zero for you? Triple Zero and... Uh, third Season, did you like that much? Third Season, okay. the music video? Yeah. I mean, it's a catchy song. Did so Single Second stand out as much as I think it should? Uh, That's the one with the uh, vocalist you didn't like, Nick 13. Oh. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Single Second's all right. Yeah. Now I've heard everything. So it didn't really stand out, but... So Third Season mm-hmm. and Triple Zero stand yeah. out for you. There are definitely songs where I make my ultimate AFI mega mix. Yeah. There are definitely songs from this album that will make the cut. Okay. Yeah. I would certainly hope so. This album was kind of frustrating to listen to again just because, like, just cut a couple of the tracks, man. Yeah. A couple of those towards the end. Yeah. Devil Loves You and what is the other one? Uh, three Seconds Notice. Just cut it. No one wants it. Put it on the EP. Yeah. Why not? You release plenty of EPs. Just put that crap out there. Yeah. This Let's Put it on vinyl. Certainly. Put Last Caress on there. It's a great cover. A uh, single second you could have put on there seven times. I wouldn't have complained, really. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you had to review this one, Cork. Oh, boy. I, you you kind of got me with my pants down, and I didn't really think about this. Yeah. The ultimate number. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What do you I got? think I'm going to go with a 7. Oh. Which is disappointing. I really thought it was higher. But yeah. just the certain tracks stood out to me so much. But that is Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in next time for a quick episode on a Fire Inside EP. That sounds like a joke. But... <laughs> <laughs> nope, it is not a joke. Although there's one track on there that you might consider a joke because it is probably the dumbest song. When I told my friend that we were doing an AFI podcast and covering all their tracks, he immediately asked, are you going to do that one track? The like, one oh, track, yeah. the Rainbow Connection? I cover? wish it was Rainbow Connection. No, it is incredibly stupid. So I'm excited to talk about that one. And be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of A Fire Inside Out. Hey, yeah, bye. 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 bye.